0: I thought about what you said too when we uh, first hop on here about treating yourself. You said it's that kind of week. You went shopping.
1: Oh my goodness, it's definitely that kind of week. I um actually I had a package delivered on Monday. I said woot woop. Um <laughs> I did online shopping last week when I was still you know sickly and coming up off of whatever that was. But I think this week has been whooping me up. Down and around all streets and all work buildings. I am so tired. I've been getting whopped left and right. (sighs) Man, I'm definitely going to have to buy myself something nice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, my boy Russell Stewart said, you know, we do all this hard work and we should definitely treat ourselves. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, buying yourself something every now and again. But, you know, it's, you know... I, I am trying to get to a place where I discipline myself to shop at specific times of the year. But when you learn what sales cycles are and when people put things on sale and you learn, like, the tricks to different websites, it's so hard, especially when you subscribe. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Like, Old Navy knows when it hit me. I feel yes. like they, they like have a billboard up in their warehouse or at the, in their marketing department and they're like, all right, we need to hit Rob because when they have sales, I I don't ever spend less than like 300 at a time because the sales mm-hmm. are so good. And I'm like, yeah, time to replace all these clothes. So yeah.
1: Oh, I feel you on replacing clothes. And then also last week I was just like, dang girl, you still sick. You want to get a new purse? So You
0: gonna put them them nasty germs on your new purse?
1: No, I like saw it down. We got microban. Um <laughs> but yeah, and then also tell myself, girl, you wanna go to work in style. You might wanna get a new work backpack.
0: Where am I in button at? <laughs> Let me end this episode.
1: I'll do some shopping later. It's a reward. I wanna I'm gonna take myself on a date, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to go eat Ooh. somewhere. I'm going to get
2: hors d'oeuvres. I'm going to get the entree. I'm going to get the dessert. And I'm going to get I'll be down. drinks. I'll be down. <laughs> I'll be down. I'll be down. I'll, I'll
0: be down. I actually did that. I used my Christmas card. My, cri- uh, my card I got for Christmas for uh, Outback a couple weeks ago. And I got their new uh, steak. Oh, my goodness. Mmm, that's so good. I might need to take myself on a date.
1: Yeah, take yourself on a date. See what movies are coming out.
0: Ew, nothing. I don't even know the last time I've seen anything for a theatrical release.
1: Oh, I forgot to tell you, like, two weeks ago, I saw Fast 10 with my dad upstairs in his office on his little Roku. Oh, my gosh, that movie... Pissed me off.
0: <laughs> Cause it's, they're fake now. They they're, they're so bad. Yeah, they're bad. They're like a parody of themselves.
1: Like they act as if they're Avengers. Like first of all, ain't no way a human is gonna back to like Hobbs and Shaw where the Rock is holding the chains holding these two helicopters together in the air.
0: <laughs> Please be so for real. Please be so for real. Dwayne can do it.
1: No, he cannot. I said this is not Black Adam. Please be so for real. If anybody and then, can
0: do it, Dwayne can do it.
1: No, and then you have Vin Diesel. I do this for the family. And he just... <laughs> Why are you saying
0: try- Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> oh my God.
1: I didn't even realize I sounded like him when I said it. But it's just Vin Diesel trying to jump into the air and catch somebody and then land back in the car. Yeah, he can do that. And then it ended on a cliffhanger. I was so annoyed. Because I do not want have... to see another movie. Which one did you see? 10? It was Fast 10, the one that like just came out. Let you know, there, there's no such thing as it being the finale.
0: No, they, are, they there was a number that they said they're going to stop at.
1: I, I hope this is the one. When did Fast 10, 10 come one? out? What
0: year did that come out?
1: I think it was 2023. It came out like during the summer, I want to say.
0: I think that... I don't remember how many they said they was going to do.
1: Because it's fast, it's fast X.
0: Don't throw the... Okay, I'm starting the show now. Jesus, she (laughs) just threw the X up. Help me. How y'all doing out there, man? Y'all doing... (laughs) Y'all doing all right? Are you feeling okay? Have you been taking care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially? I hope so. I'm a little tired. Yes. I am a little tired. I had to take a muscle relaxer because my back hurt. Because I think I need a new mattress, even though uh age wise my mattress isn't there yet it might be defective i have to test it this is old people shit right here Ugh. we're gonna get into a couple things today a couple things couple things couple things okay sit back relax enjoy the ride and the goofiness What's going on, everybody? Dang, I did even introduced myself. It should be. <laughs> I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I'm tired, yo. Uh, my, my brain has been... Uh, I've had to use my brain at work, and that's not normal. Um, hmm. It'll be back to normal in like two weeks. Somebody's leaving,
1: uh-huh, and yeah they're
0: delegating their duties between me and another person, so I'm learning stuff I haven't had to do before. And it's not truly, like, difficult, like, oh my god, this sucks, but it's like, uh, this would have been nicer to know a little, a bit more in advance, because I would have spent more time with you learning these things, so now I'm probably going to have to do a combination of LinkedIn learning and YouTube videos to pick up some things, but nothing crazy, and I do have strong support, so I'm glad for that, but I have been having to, like, really use my brain. But it's all good. But, uh, what's going on? (laughs) Yeah, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Rob, host of From My Experience Podcast Bike, with another episode. Did I put the right episode number in the last episode? Yeah, uh, I am not alone. I have the co hostess with the mostest, Erica. What is going on? Hello,
1: hello, hello, hello. Uh
0: uh-uh, uh, uh uh, you got to bring more in. What is this energy? <laughs> what the hell.
1: Hello, hello, howdy. How's everybody doing?
0: And she said, howdy. Oh, father.
1: Y'all feeling like rock stars tonight? (sighs) My back hurt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, you what why does your back enter your Apple ID. Yo, Apple, if you ask me for my Apple ID ever again, yo, uh, why are you back? They're gonna
1: ask you. Because I've been lifting well i mean i go to the gym and i do a little team to do a little workout here and there but um man my back just hurt from carrying the workload of everybody at my job i'm just playing if y'all listening please don't fire me (laughs) i'm just messing i just i be sitting at my desk all hunchback I don't know why. Even though they gave us, like, sit stand desks, I'm still all hunchback over there. Like a little old lady at my desk whenever somebody comes by.
0: How often do you stand at work? I try to stand for at least... Okay. I stand for the <laughs> first hour of my shift, and then I, I try, I'm trying to get to a point where I stand for at least two hours.
1: Fair. Because when I go into... When I get to the office... I raise my desk all the way up and I'm usually standing for a good 40, 45 minutes Mm -hmm. because I'm usually the first one in the office, which I love because I just have that time of just silence and just regular work and like checking emails and everything. So I usually stand and then I get up and I walk around a lot at work and I know it probably gets on everybody else's nerves whenever they try to walk by my desk and I'm gone, but I need to take a walk. And I'll take a walk. I time it, too, where it's like, it's 9.15. You're not going to see me until (laughs) 9.30. I'm taking a 15-minute break, and I'm walking around. I will look at my phone. I'll go downstairs. And I'll even ask people, do you need coffee? Because I just want the walk. I just want to take the walk outside. I do not like the, you know, the type of lights that they have in the work building where everything's just so, like, it's almost like the movie, office space everything's yeah. like well, well 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 yeah
0: so yeah the these these uh corporate entities and government and all that man like i i would love to work in a modern office the job i had before this one was in the basement of the building oh that's carpet it was like you know your first apartment dark carpet and we had these cubicles and i'm like ugh like I wish employers employers would realize if you brighten up and liven up the work environment, like, you would get so much more productivity. Like, I'd be jealous when I see, like, Google and all these other places. Their offices look cool. Like, the people's offices I put in, like, the presentations and classes that I make, uh, build are mm-hmm. crazy. Like, it's white. You got these funky chairs. You got artwork on the wall. I'm like, yo, this is dope. This is dope. Like it makes you want to be there. It just, it just ups, uplifts your spirit. I wish more places did that, but, ah, alas. I know, uh, if me and Carl Van, the owner and founder of Pass the Peas app, Pass the Peas app, the only recipe app where you can create collaborative cookbooks and add your recipes within the app with your own video steps. Yeah, that's right. When you put your recipe in there, you can put video for each step to capture those lovely memories. Make sure you download Pass the Peas app right now. No, literally pause the podcast, go on the Android store, go on the Apple store, download Pass the Peas app. I got recipes in there. Carl has recipes in there. There's other people in there who have recipes. Do it now. I asked him one day though. Um, I was like, "Carl, you know, you think you ever have an office for bees? He was like, "I don't know," but we build an office, yo, it's gonna have to be dope and bright and vibrant and inviting.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause why? Why once you get to adulthood, there's no color.
0: Yeah, yo. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like we need to get there's back nothing. to that. Yeah.
1: I feel like I'm in uh in that book, The Giver, where the whole world is just. Blah. There's no color. It's just black and white and gray. Bring back the color. Oh. I, w- I want to look at something nice, please. Please,
0: yes, I'm with you. Please, yo, like <laughs> we definitely need the color and the vibrancy. I'm trying to think if I've ever had a job outside of teaching where it was like that. Uh, no. One job I did have, we had a very bright office, nice cubicles. The food was, oh my gosh, Ooh, the food was so good in that cafeteria, oh my gosh, and they used to use, oh, when they had them sauteed mushrooms to add to my rice, oh, whoa, oof, mm, I gotta tell a story about that job one day. I can't do it on here though. That is an off-air episode for sure. <laughs> yeah, actually, it goes with the theme of the episode. But uh <laughs> I will not tell. I might be able to tell that story in about five more years. <laughs> but Erica, you ready with headlines? Um. Yes. All right, music, music <laughs> is playing. I was just, shit, scared me.
1: Oh, sorry. I was looking at my stopwatch. You know. Oh. Okay. So, I'm sorry, y'all. We're trying to power through this. But remember a couple, couple episodes ago when Cassie had a lawsuit against Diddy? Well, he's been hit with another one this week. <laughs> he's being <laughs> sued for sexual assault from a former male employee on harassment and grooming. I'll be uh, Rodney Lil Rod jones was a former producer and what's young... his name <laughs> rodney lil rod jones i'll be down.
2: i'll be down. I'll, I'll, I'll be down.
1: he worked on diddy's most recent album called love between 2022 and 2023 and um, and he's saying that he was also he was threatened and also received no compensation for producing the album and just a lot of just Uncomfortable situations, mm. and it was legit before I logged on to this with you. Where it's another news story with Diddy and his son Justin Combs. I, it's just so much going on over there. Um,
0: what, what happened?
1: It was about a uh, Something with... I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing, but it was something about um, minors and also prostitution. It was just chaos. I saw it and I said, I need to leave. Um, I closed out my phone quickly because I just... There's a lot going on. But it's also supposed to be like something unearthing, unearthing, however you pronounce it. It's your way. But yeah. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. We all saw the Cam Newton video.
0: Yeah, <laughs> details are coming out about that. that. That doesn't. It's not what we. What we saw is not the whole story. Allegedly.
1: Allegedly, and there's still so many bits and pieces on it where uh, some of the coaches they went on the podcast to try to speak their piece mm-hmm. and everything and. Basically, uh, another news story came out saying that Cam was basically trash-talking the coaches before the scuffle and everything, but I'm just... Why do we have to resort? We we all grown here. We don't have to resort to try and put hands on each other, is all I had to say on that one. Mm. <laughs> Especially with someone who's a professional athlete, you got it. I, I don't want no problems. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh yeah. I yeah, alleged, I I only saw a clip. I didn't really follow yeah. it cuz I just have more important things to do in my life. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was like he was talking trash and apparently he put hands on the guy. The guy said he put hands on his brother first, so he grabbed his brother, so which is when he ran up on him. But, you know, in the video you could see that them trying to you know, double team or triple team him was highly, highly <laughs> ineffective. Cause I mean, he's a big, strong dude. Like, you know, yeah. he, yeah. Like, if you don't think Cam still works out, you crazy. And if you gonna fight somebody like that, you you better be prepared to go at it, like for real, like for real, for real. For and real. also
1: the fact that people thought that he was yoking up little kids by the way that he easily yeah. was grabbing them, and for them to be grown men, it's just rough
0: that's rough
1: <laughs> Just,
0: you got more headlines
1: um my last headline it's a little pop culture-y more so uh, Taylor Swift's father's being investigated <laughs> over alleged attack on paparazzi in Australia now it's not on video I'll be down <laughs> it's not on video There's, what is on video is moments before the alleged attack and basically Paparazzi has been crazy in Australia towards her already, but they were approaching the van with umbrellas to block out paparazzi and the only thing you see from the clip is her father go around the other side of the SUV and the paparazzi saying that he attacked him and that he's ready to press charges, whatever and everything um, and Taylor Swift's team came out and said that paparazzi grabbed a hold of an umbrella with security back and forth and then threatened to toss a, a staff staffer into the water. It was a whole lot. It's just a lot going on in the news. And that's not the only thing, but that's all I got today. <laughs> Unless you want to bring up the lady
2: on TikTok.
0: Hell no. Um... <laughs>
2: I'll be down. I'll, I'll, I'll be down. I'll be down. So much.
0: You know, <laughs> the phrase mo money, more problems, just seems to. It just it almost makes me. <laughs> it, it, you know, I oh God, this is a this is a weird confession. I don't know if anyone ever does this. But I often think about the day. When I'm wealthy, what I'll be doing with my time and how I'm going to be moving. And it cracks me up in my head. Because I understand, like, depending on whatever your skills or talents are or whatever field you're in, you're going to have to be, in some of these cases, highly visible. You're going to have to be out and about in places where paparazzi and fans have access to you. And I really just want to be, like, if I could like low key rich. Like mm-hmm. if you look at, I don't even know. If you look at the top, who knows 50 richest people in this country, we might know who the first 10 are. Maybe, maybe not even, but like, I want to be like number 47. You have no idea who I am. I just worked for this company and sold this and did that. And there's all this money and you don't know. And I can just be a regular guy With all of the privileges and benefits of making all that money without the public headache part of it. I don't know what's wrong with society and people and why we have to do these things and act this way. But it's very weird. Yeah. It seems like it just sucks the fun out of having a ton of money. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, Taylor Swift is wildly, already was wildly popular now. With the Travis Kelsey thing, and then he just won the Super Bowl. Popularity just continuing to grow, and
1: and she's on tour. It's like the, one of the biggest tours ever.
0: Wow, everybody's going on tour. Yeah, is it just touring season?
1: I think so, but I wish that they would pause for a second, let people get their wallets and their money back in order, because
0: it's tax season. What you mean they picked the tax perfect season. time? Mm-mm. What you mean? Uh uh-uh. uh, you got a refund?
1: I don't think so. I think I owe because you know I ain't got no kids and they're like you're not paying enough.
0: There's no way you should owe. Mhm. At work, do I you think... claim do you claim yourself as a dependent on your taxes? No. Did you put zero or one in that box when you started your job?
1: See, that's the thing. I can't remember.
0: You probably put zero. You should. Did you get a refund last yeah. year?
1: A little one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably I got a refund. I hope so. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I hope so.
0: Yeah, I got Fingers a small crossed. refund. The year before last, whoo, that refund. Whoo. But this year, it was like. Yeah. I literally used it to pay off a credit card and a couple other things and put the rest in my savings, which wasn't much. Uh, But, you know, uh, that means I received the majority of my money and it wasn't taken via tax or anything else so that's actually a good thing Mm. (sighs) all right ladies and gentlemen our first actual topic (laughs) (laughs) uh oh crap oh i almost forgot what's something in your life that you started and you had to quit and why did you quit And I thought about that because, uh, I've said this on the show before, I've used to be a jack of all trades, master of none, and I've done a lot of things and I've quit quite a few things too, but you know, everyone likes to talk about, oh, go after it, do this, do that, never give up, never turn away, never quit. No, sometimes you need to quit. Like sometimes you have to know and realize when something isn't for you and you need to head in a different direction. And for me personally, I don't feel like it's necessarily considered a failure unless you really didn't learn anything from it. Or if you never were able to take anything from that experience and apply it to your life in another area. Mm. And if you just out here doing weird stuff, investing money, but you learn nothing from that experience, then yeah. Ooh, excuse me. I would call that a fail. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, I think that's just natural. Like everyone has things that they've tried or started to do and then finish and quit. But uh, you going first this time. You first. Okay.
1: I was sitting here thinking. Um. What? So I've had a couple of things that I've done, let it be maybe like hobby-wise or things that were very up in my interest alley that I started and then I just quit. So my one and one I always say, I should have never stopped cheerleading because I really enjoyed it. But that was when I was a kid. Yeah. When I was a kid, Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: You have the voice of a stereotypical cheerleader. I'm so sorry. Let's go. Okay. You definitely have the cheerful... You have a cheer voice. That's wild, and, yo.
1: And that's the thing is, I loved it so much as a kid. I did, truly. Truly. And even my mom, she was my coach for the five years I did it and everything. But I guess I kind of let fear get in the way. So there, there's going to be a couple of things that I'll say. So it's, fear got in the way because I knew I was aging up in the division. And I just didn't know what that would entail. And I was scared because it was new territory for me. Mm-hmm. And my mom wasn't going to be there. So I I just quit. I was just you know it's just it's too much everything's going on Mm. and that was something that I miss I wish that I would have just gone back and just did it all the way through like how I wanted to because I think that I would have just it would have helped me with social skills a whole lot like growing up it would have helped me with my social skills it would have helped me with teamwork collaborating growth everything basically especially because I love like working out and fitness and things like that so that would have really propelled me in so that's one thing another thing would be (laughs) would be me taking uh so I did marching band for two years in high school because I really wanted to get better at the drums really I know my mom signed me up and I was, like, my little dork self with the glasses and the little outfit.
0: Oh, I need a picture of that to post on the mm. podcast page. <laughs> yes, yo.
1: It's, it's so bad. And it me with my <laughs> little little drum, and I can't see over it. Oh, God. you know, bass one. So I enjoyed it for that first year so much because I learned so much about, like, music and just being able to memorize and trust myself, trust my gut, everything like that. So... That was something that I wish I did stick to. Unfortunately for me, is I I found an issue. I had an issue with someone. I had an issue mm. with the band director. And I oh. kind of let it kind of I kind of let it ruin the experience for me, which is what a lot of I think a lot of people say like with sports is that sometimes it's the coach yeah. that can ruin the experience if you allow them to.
0: <clears throat> mm hmm. Mm.
1: So that was a learning lesson for me because I really enjoyed music and I really wanted to get better at the drums. I I still want a drum set to this day um, and everything like that. That was still something that I was very passionate about and just learning how to play like all different types of percussion and everything. So that's something for sure, especially because I was so proud of myself for auditioning for the drum line and being able to make it onto the drum line I felt like was such a big accomplishment
0: that was
1: yeah because it's like I didn't have the I didn't have rhythm I didn't have coordination but I I could beat this drum if I need to but um
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be down
1: so I think that was my that was also a learning lesson for me was to basically in life not let people ruin the experience and take the joy out of it you just have to kind of more into yourself yeah so that was one thing and then i think i i have another uh hold on uh, yo damn and then i'm and then i'm done it's like you can't be
0: done we're supposed to be let's let me go say (laughs) hold it hold it okay hold it Shit, we only got (laughs) two topics uh (laughs) think of some more while i'm talking um that's that that's interesting you you look like, and you seem like the type of person that would do those things. Yeah. I could see you in a doofy band uniform.
1: Oh, and I was proud. You should have Panther, been. Panther proud. Oof, yeah. The Panthers. It, yeah, People the Panthers. I love
0: using the Panther for stuff. Um, and uh, it, we had
1: that Columbia blue. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. The, the, the You had the stereotypical band thing going on. We're the Panthers. Wow. Yes. Oh, <laughs> what have I quit? Jeez. There's a laundry list of things. Am I a quitter? No. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give a serious one that actually stings to this day. Real estate. So I was a real estate agent. For about four years. Uh, it was when I transitioned from being a teacher. It was probably... I learned some of the greatest lessons in life about that. I learned a lot about the home buying process. Actually, I learned the ins and outs of the home buying, buying process, top to bottom. I learned a lot about people, personality traits, character traits. Mm. Because I don't like people. <laughs> uh <laughs> So, yeah, you're going to. Yeah. So it's because I'm a very logical person and real estate transactions for people become emotional and they get attached to things. So I had to kind of tap into it, It taught me to tap into another side of myself. But also, um, one of the things my mentor, Corwin J. Millette did, he instilled more confidence in me as a person because I used to try to get him to like double and triple check my work all the time. And like maybe for the first, I I don't even know how long, maybe like the first year, obviously, you know, because a broker in charge for those of you who don't know is responsible for all of the agents under them. So like if your agent messes up or goofs up, it's on you. All of the Mm -hmm. transactions belong to the broker. You are working under a brokerage. So I'm like, I don't want to mess anything up because Everything involved in the real estate transaction is expensive. You don't want to mess up numbers and stuff like that. But after a while, he told me you got it. So I've learned to trust myself and I learned to, you know, basically say, Rob, you know what you know. Like, you know this. And I outsmarted and outwitted. A lot of other agents and realized I was a lot more intelligent than a lot of other agents who tried to slide stuff by and act like, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> you can't do the bullshit you're trying to do. <laughs> this is how this goes. Try to do it your way if you want to. You're going to end up coming back to me apologizing. Uh, but it was definitely fun. I enjoyed working for myself. I was not uh, mature enough for it. And if I had to do it again, I'd approach it totally different. But um, it was definitely dope and fun. And another thing I learned from that is like really, 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 really managing your money differently. When you work for yourself, you have to manage your money a lot differently. I was a lot younger than I am now. Um, Well, not a lot. Shit. I was like 30. <laughs> but uh, mentally, man, I just wasn't ready I had a lot of personal stuff going on but uh i did end up leaving real estate and going back in education and yeah but that's still fun but the beautiful thing about that is i can take that knowledge and use it to invest in real estate because now i understand how transactions work i mm-hmm. still have my mentor i can call to get advice from who is my realtor um so when i get ready to buy my house that's who i'm going to use but when it comes to investing I know some of the ins and outs and things I need to know that most people don't know. And I know what to look out for. So that is going to benefit me greatly, 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 greatly moving forward. Huh? Another thing that I quit was teaching twice. Um, well, yeah, one, one, I was kind of forced out uh but (laughs) the first time no, the first time i resigned from teaching i was getting burnt out my attitude was changing i could tell and i didn't want i don't ever want to be the teacher that kids hate because Mm, a lot yeah a lot of people have had those teachers where their teacher is just like yo it's time for you to go like bro you shouldn't be talking to these children like this and treating them like this um but i didn't want to become that teacher and The education system as a whole, me personally, it just needs an overhaul. We need to really push to meet kids where they are today. Because, like, some of this stuff in the curriculum is stuff that I learned and grew up on when I was a kid. It ain't going to hit and connect with today's kid. It's not. Like, when they go home, their lives, when they go home, is vastly different than what my life was like when I went home. I was the mm-hmm. outside kid like TV video games I had them but cartoons came on on Saturday there's maybe two or three after school shows you will watch. then we play outside. I mean that was it like you like playing outside it all take all the entertainment that young kids love today ages I don't know eight to 17, 8 to 15. Going outside was all of that for us. We didn't have no cell phones. We didn't have access to the internet. We had none of that. Playing outside and actually socializing was it. So we connected with the world in a different way. But I just felt like some of the the things in education were just outdated. And then you hit... The ceiling is... If you don't want to be a a principal, the ceiling was very low. Yeah. Very low. And the only way you can make more money as a teacher is if you did more work by taking Mm -hmm. on programs or going to get more education which costs you more money and I didn't want to do any of that um, so I was like well you know are you gonna be content working here knowing that more than likely you will have to have to have a second job or a business on the side to live the life that you want because your pay is gonna be your pay you, you ain't really gonna see a significant bump into your pay. Maybe every, I don't know, five, six years, that bump, by the time all those little bumps add up, they'll be like, oh, that's pretty decent. But and it's then like, they
1: move the mile, don't they move the mile post for you guys too, when it comes to those bonuses?
0: So, what it used to be, is you're supposed to get a step increase, it's like, hey, your first year, this is what you get paid, your second year, this is what we anticipate you getting paid, but all that stuff is up to like legislation. So mm-hmm. it may say, you know, when you, your first year of teaching, it may say your second year, you're supposed to make 50,000. But by the time everything comes out in the wash, it might only be eight five. So, mm-hmm. or, you know, instead of giving you the full bump, like one school district I was teaching with, instead of giving us the actual step, they would just give us a raise. So like the step might've been 6%, but the raise might only been like three or four. And you just get tired of that because it's like, y'all want to advance my life. And then the other thing, which is crazy, right? Some of those other cool positions, like within the district office, like, I don't know, instructional coaches and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. You're literally competing against the entire school district. (laughs) Like (laughs) that one position is you may have hundreds, if not thousands of people applying for it. And usually when people get those positions, they stay. Yeah, they do. Like once it gets filled, that's it. The only thing you could really do as a teacher is teach at a different school and hope that you like the administrator and hope that you like your coworkers and hope that you like the community. It was all a risk. Um, But I did enjoy working with the kids and stuff like that. But um, just looking at my life, and what I wanted to do, especially more adult things like this podcast, I had to keep this private. I had to hide it. I basically had to hide pieces of my life because I mm-hmm. didn't want them to interfere with my professional life because we hold teachers to these super high moral standards that we don't hold anyone else to except for maybe like a preacher. Um, which is crazy. Yeah, I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, I couldn't do it anymore, so that's why I had left that but I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself and a lot about the education system. And I've helped a lot of people since I've left teaching. People still call me for stuff about their kids. So, yeah. Now, what was that last thing you said you had quit?
1: Uh, I think the last thing was definitely still, like, School related because I try I tried to do a lot of things in the last like two years I was in high school and learned a lot about myself with that, <laughs> <laughs> um. So it would definitely be, uh, track and field. Funny for me. You look like you run track and field. Go ahead. I a lot of people say that, and I'm like, but the gag is, I was the slowest person on that team.
0: You also Every look time. like you would be the slowest person.
1: Yeah. And I was proud. <laughs> oh my God. And I remember, um, so it kind of started in like middle school, right? So I was always like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna run track. Blah, blah, blah. Because my brother, he ran track. That was like one of his things for physical therapy when he tore his ACL. And then he ended up being really good at it. And so I kind of wanted to like follow in his footsteps and everything because I was just like oh this is perfect bonding for us da, 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 da and everything and because he was so good at it I was like joining him on his runs and things like that when he was in high school whatever and so it got to eighth grade and I was like okay I'm gonna finally join track I joined and what I did was we had our first ever meet in our first ev- in my first ever race and I kid you not it was a relay and I told them that I couldn't run it because I forgot my shirt. What? I yeah, I pulled myself out oh, basically. You lied. Basically because I was so nervous that I basically made myself oh, oh no. fearful. Yeah. So when I did that, I was just like, "Oh my gosh, I never ran another meet that year." So um What? Yeah, because also, it was like middle school, so it wasn't like serious. You know what I mean? Mm. It wasn't really serious like that. So it was like, okay, whatever. So I told myself I wasn't going to do that when I went to high school. Freshman year, I didn't join. But I was sitting there like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and I was sitting there like, oh my gosh, I'm going to join. I'm going to join. I psyched myself up to join sophomore year. I joined sophomore year. I sucked. They were running laps. Laps I'll around me like crazy. I was dry heaving
0: on of off of a 200 meter. Dry he- what did you not practice? Did you not did you not train? I, I just apparently just showed up and
2: said I can run. I'll be I'll be down. I'll be down. I'll be down. I'll be
0: down. Oh I'll my god, was... hold on. I got an itch in the middle of my back. Oh my god.
1: Okay. Whoo. But I learned so much about myself within that first year of me doing track because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I spoke to the coach and the coach <laughs> and the thing is the coach knew my brother because I went to the same high school as my brother when he graduated, moved on, whatever. He was ranked like number 3 nationally at one point. Wow. And so when he went off to school, I was talking to the coach and I was like this is what I want to do. Dah, dah, dah. So he knew me, he knew who my brother was and everything. So that first year, he basically told me Anyone makes the team, you cut yourself at the end of the day. And it kind of stuck with me. And that first year, I did so much progress on myself. Mm-hmm. With granted, yes, I was coming in last place all the time. I kind of just accepted it instead of being humiliated by it.
0: Even against and the then,
1: other teams? Of, of course. I said, because I'll be damned. Here, here's the other thing I have a really bad reaction time. I'll be so, down. When that gun went off, it would take me a minute and I'd be sitting there on my blocks. I'm like,
2: oh, we're going. I'll be and damn. then I would run. So... <laughs> I'll be down. I'll be down. I'll be down. I'll be down. And mind you, I was a sprinter. So by,
1: by the time that the gun went off and I was still sitting there, they were already making it towards the finish line. I was still back at that line. But the thing is, I told myself to finish, finish strong, finish the race no matter what, even when I knew basically. So that was a very big learning thing for me is
0: <laughs> I truly tried not to, to laugh at you. No, like honestly,
1: like those, I would go log on. I forgot what the website was called, but log on and look at my time. It's 45 seconds. I'm like, dang.
0: <laughs> what was your time like?
1: <laughs> it, was, it was like 45 seconds. So I go look at like the top 10 people and it was like 20, 19. <laughs>
0: yeah you was (laughs) trash yo
1: (laughs) 45 oh my gosh and it was so funny I'll never forget when we like did like our like test runs or whatever and he was timing us and I'll never forget when I went through that line and he said 37 I said "Is, is that good and I'm like bent over dry heaving everything he's just looking at me all simple and I'm just like but I <laughs> I learned so much about myself with being determined to see things through, even when I knew that it was not gonna be, I'm, I'm not the one winning gold, babes. I'm it's not gonna be me. But seeing things through. And then the second year around, I I had progressed so much that I was so proud of myself for sticking to it. But also, it was that feeling of you're trying to be someone that you're not because I found myself getting into a comparison game with everybody else on the team where I was just like, why am I not getting closer and closer to them? And I was, I think I used to talk to my parents about it a lot where I was just like, I don't understand how I'm basically putting in all these different workouts. I'm running three miles a day. (laughs) I'm like, I'm racing myself in the cul-de-sac. Like I'm doing all these different suicides, everything. Like I'm doing so much and I'm training so much. And my parents were like, well, what's the end goal here? You know, like not to say anything wrong or to like, have you feel defeated, but these people, they've, they've been running since they were like five, you know? So it's like, They have years and years of experience. It's not to say that I won't get there, but I'm expecting to get there within like what a year, and that it just didn't add up. And so I was getting caught up in this game of comparing myself, and then also looking at like my brother, and I'm like, how is it that it became so easy for him, but it's not easy for me? Where I was pitting myself against all these other people in this Mm -hmm. competition for no reason. Instead of And it took all the fun and the joy out of it for me at that point. And so I stopped. I quit my senior year. I didn't show up my senior year. I did it for my sophomore and my junior year, but I didn't do it my senior year. And mm. I ended up getting an after-school job instead. Loser. But I did it.
0: No, you have and bread.
1: Yeah, I had bread. I'll be there. But it really made me... That was one of the eye-opening things for me was to not put myself in such a competition with other people at the end of the day, I should be in competition with myself because when I looked at my times from my junior year in comparison to my sophomore year, I was like, dang girl, like you was really slow. Like you was practically jogging across that finish line. <laughs>
0: you got your time in the thirties.
1: <laughs> I sure did. I, I <laughs> finally reached under 30 in okay. one of my races. And then I ended up finding out that I was better in mid-distance than I was in sprinting. And I was like, fair. I can see that. I I need time to catch up to people, you know, mm-hmm. warm up the bones. But I, I'll be down. I, I'll be down. But that was one of the eye-opening things for me was I was getting so caught up trying to be like my brother, be like my brother. And I was like, you're not trying to be like yourself. And then the other thing was competition my only competition should be me at the end of the day it shouldn't be looking at anyone on my team and feeling jealous I shouldn't be jealous of them because this is something that they trained for for years you know like this is something that they're very passionate about and here I am thinking oh I want to beat you mm-hmm. I want to beat you because you've been practicing for 10 years I've been practicing for three months and I want to race you so
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah So
1: that was very eye-opening for me and it kind of helped me when I got to like school and everything like that and being very competitive, um, not so much with sports, but more so in academics and also with trying to make sure that I'm always progressing and improving as a person.
0: It built a lot of character.
1: It did. I got comfortable with being uncomfortable and also with being the loser in a situation.
0: Mm. Mm. So... Wow, Erica! Hold on, I give yeah. round of applause for that.
1: I I I won that last place, and I feel like yep, sure right, I did, but I finished.
0: I congratulate you. I, I congratulate you. you. You I'm a little sad reflecting back on my life.
1: <clears> oh. <throat> don't be sad.
0: No, I'm sad. Um, <laughs> I'll uh, I go into that with the next topic. What else did I quit? Dang, you did a lot, actually, that track thing. That's 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 deep. I think you should have like a short story about that, like about perseverance and you know, sometimes you're in competition with yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not everybody else. Yeah, it's just yourself. That's I'm really I'm really glad you learned that. And I, I can tell that you're that type of reflective person. And it's dope that you at such a young age, you can look back at those experiences and see what you learn from it. Shit, I can't even... <laughs> it took me a long time to really look back. And like, ah, that's what I was supposed to get. Shit. Because a lot of people, I mean, when they go through stuff, instead of pulling the lesson from it, they just be mad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And still mad to this day. Instead of like, hey, think about what you could have learned from that. Uh damn. Oh, you know what? I got one. This is my last one. DJing. So I used to be a mm. DJ. Uh, and it's funny because I can't remember what, well, one thing I was kind of, I tricked myself into it. One thing I noticed was in college, I ain't going to say no names. Some DJs were well, every party we had DJs where well, we would have the same DJ and no matter what party we did, they were like playing the same mix mm. and I'm seeing what they're getting paid and I'm like, yo, we paying him this he just playing the same songs he always plays. Granted, y'all, I went to college from 2003 to 2009. Yes, I know that is more than four years, but I took a year and a half off. Year, and, Yeah, a year and a half off. Rightfully so. Maybe I took longer than that. I don't remember. But I think I graduated in five years or something like that. Five years in semester or something like that. My math may be off. But I finished in December of 2009. Um, no, I... Wait, when did I actually finish school? I graduated fall 2009, but I don't remember... When did I do my clinical experience? I might have did that in the spring and I was just working because I was done with school just waiting to graduate. March. Anyway, um... I thought it was easier than it looked. So that was in my brain. But I originally actually wanted to just learn how to scratch. Right? Mm -hmm. And I had... Ooh, let me not incriminate myself. I had a lot of music. (laughs) This was the era where you could get a lot of music. (laughs) So I had a lot of music. Um, And so I started buying equipment. And what I noticed was I can do better than some of these people. like Their taste, their style of music, their equipment. Like I just... My experience was a lot of bare minimum DJs, and then when I started to DJ, started fall shout out to DJ TLM. Um, check out DJ TLM TLM TV on YouTube. He has a great YouTube channel that will literally teach you about like scratching. Um, shout out to DJ Short E. She is a lady, I believe, like in the UK. She has, I think she still has a scratching school that's online that I need to get back on. I will get back to eventually. Well, she has videos that teach you how to scrap. Shout out, scratch. Shout out to DJ Blaze. Um, He reviewed uh, DJ equipment. And he was one of the people I used to reach out to to get advice and stuff like that. And shout out to all the DJs out there. Shout out to DJ Fong Fong. He has some crazy scratch videos. He did a scratch with you ever watched Dexter?
1: Yeah. The
0: serial killer guy? Yeah. Yeah. He I took have. music and uh voice clips from the show and created a DJ scratch routine with it. It's crazy. <laughs> well he started he started his routine with it. Um yeah, I'm actually gonna listen to it um when I get out of here. But anyway, so I started DJing. And then I realized, shit, you have to deal with people again. Mm-hmm. People are so demanding. People don't want to pay you what you're worth. And honestly, uh, much like you, it was stressful because I wanted to be successful. I wanted to be like, you know, this is an event. You're hiring me. You're hiring me. You're paying me. I want to make sure that y'all enjoy this. I don't want to make sure you remember it. And I remember, like, I used to DJ for the school djing for the school when you're a teacher at the school in elementary school Mm-mm. opens your eyes to how dirty music really is music is extremely dirty but it's blatantly dirty like music i listened to as a kid was dirty but i didn't know what was happening or what they were talking about because you know lack of access Ignorance to technology moves. yeah and last lack of technology These kids these days, like some of the parents were asking me to play songs. I'm like, I can't play that here. Oh, why not? We listen to it on radio. And I would say, Go Google the lyrics and then come back. And they would come back and be like, Oh my God. I didn't realize they were saying that. I was like, Yeah, I want to keep my job. Go. Shoot. Yeah. So, but those were fun. But DJing is highly stressful, in my opinion. Um, I never fell in love with it. I liked it. It was fun. But, you know, planning for it you know what time i got to be there how long is the event well the event is two or three hours i have to set aside twice as much music because djs don't play the whole song right they typically play a verse so these three minute songs are really a minute and a half so you're literally curating playlists and you're thinking okay what am i going to start with what's the middle of the party what's the end of the party where's my up tempo stuff where's my low stuff how old is my crowd? What kind of music do they want? Like, it was a lot of prep and then packing your car, driving, mm-hmm. setting up, testing, making sure all the equipment works, and then breaking down, making sure you didn't leave anything, make sure no, nobody stole anything, people asking you for requests. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing I ever did, but it was very tiresome and draining. Um, and I just found myself not wanting to do it as much anymore. So I just really stopped. I still have all my equipment. But the other thing, too, is is that really cut me off was I don't like a lot of modern music. Like, yeah. the music, this whole auto-tuning. Like, I can't do it.
1: I don't like that mellow trap music because they play that in the club and I'm like how am I supposed to get jiggy with it if he's talking about being at the corner and selling nickel and dime bags it's just too much okay I don't I don't it, like that too
0: much It don't hit I want it to be
1: fun why is it music fun anymore <laughs> Yeah
0: it, it don't it don't it don't Mindless. It, it don't hit Yeah so I was like well I could be an era DJ we're like hey I DJ but this is the era of music that I play. But in the areas that I lived in, I didn't have that kind of clientele. Mm. So it just became... And my air came on. Hold up. It shouldn't be picking up. Maybe I'm okay. Hopefully it is. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I had to deal with that, and I just decided to step away. So, but I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about starting a business, running a business, sticking to your price. Um, yeah, but I had some fun. I did two weddings and a couple other things. And that was another thing. I'm like, yo, you got to keep buying equipment. Mm-hmm. But, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I was running out of storage space quick, so that was it for me. People still ask me DJ questions and ask me if I still DJ, but I don't. I just leave it to the to the real DJs out there. You know, your, your boy might. You will see some videos of me learning how to scratch. I'm gonna document that journey. I still wanna learn how to scratch and just maybe play some stuff at the crib. Maybe if I throw something at the crib, but like me packing the car and traveling with all that, nah. People used to piss me off. Well, you know, I'll pay you $150. You want me to bring 150 You want me to bring three thousand dollars worth of equipment. Stand on my feet while y'all ignore me. Y'all eating and drinking some of the best food having a party. I'm over here working, sweating my ass off for four or five hours because I got to set up, I got to tear down, they go home, and you want to give me 150 funky-ass dollars? Mm. You do it. I'm good.
1: I remember being in college uh, my sophomore year, and it was my AFAM class. I loved those classes so much because I felt like everything was just so different when you walked in there. But my professor, he was a DJ on the (laughs) weekends. And so he would bring his laptop into work and he would set it up as like people were coming in and everything like that before the lecture started. And he would just be playing his mixes that he like did and just play it out for us to listen to as we're, like, unpacking, getting our notebooks out and everything. So I miss that. I think that was really fun. Really fun. Because then we would say, okay, can, can you play this instead? And everything. And he would try to incorporate it all into, like, his lesson for the
0: day. Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. Connecting with the students. That's what teaching is all about. <laughs> Connect with See? the students. Uh, yeah. Now
1: I got to remind myself to go look him up. See what he been up to.
0: Partying. Partying.
1: Yeah. I remember for my Sweet, sweet 16, and we had our DJ, and he was worried. He was like, what music do you want I say? Play everything old. Play oh, everything that your, you consider old. Dream
0: come old. true. Dream come true. Yeah.
1: I, man, when he played G-Unit and Joe, I lost it. I said, everybody, clear the area, clear the floor. What you know I'm about G Unit? I know so much. You
0: ratchet, <laughs> there's, yo.
1: There's, there's legit video of me dancing in this big goofy dress to G Unit and Joe. They were making some bangers, just and um. Oh my gosh, that one with Avery, Storm, Rick Ross, Nelly. He had everybody on that song. I better go, cause I spent them
2: on her boss. Oh yeah. So she could be, yeah. be a lover. <laughs> I'll be down. Man, <laughs> that was a bangers. Fuss.
0: Dang, I forgot. I forgot that. that Here
2: yeah. I am. I'm
0: trying to think of our age gap and when these songs are coming out and why. You it was
1: all during the summer. Like, I remember being in the backseat of my mom's <sighs> minivan.
0: Where were you in 2000? 2000... <laughs> Shit. When did you unit really come out? They, 50 Cent came out when I was in high school. So it's between 2000 and 2003.
1: And the thing is, growing up, I used to think I would see 50 Cent. My dad hates this. I used to see 50 Cent on TV, like watching his music videos or whatever on like the top 20 countdown. And I would think that it was my dad for the longest. For some reason, I thought that my dad and 50 Cent looked alike. They don't but back then when I was a kid because I can very- look
0: at you and tell that they don't
1: <laughs> because okay here's the other thing when I was a kid I always saw my dad I I never really saw my dad when he was leaving for work because I was always asleep so mm. I only ever saw him when he came home and changed so when he changed and he put his do-rag on
2: and I only ever saw him will be down his I'll, I'll, be <laughs> I'll be down I'll be down so, I'll be down.
1: My dad hates the fact that I used to think that he. I would see Fifty Cent on screen and be like, "That's my dad right there." But
2: I'll yeah. be down.
0: Oh my God, Erica. Okay, we're yeah. going to move on to the next topic. <laughs> you just what in the world? <laughs> those are good times, though. But uh, right. those those of you out there listening, do you? You sh- if you haven't done this, reflect on the things that you have quit. Or you gave up on. And think Please. about why. And instead of being salty or sore or sad about it. Like extract the lessons. There are lessons in that. You know what I'm saying? And that experience can be used to help someone else. Um, You know what? It's an hour. We're not going to do the other topic. Okay. <laughs> say that for another time. <laughs> I mean I didn't expect yeah. us to talk about this this long. To be honest with you. Um, but also
1: it was good quality things that you learn about yourself in the past experiences, I will say.
0: It is, it is, it is. I miss some of those things. I do. Yeah. I do wish um, I could still work with kids in some capacity because I just get them, uh, and I realize that now. Part of the reason I am the way I am joyful, playful, kind of mm-hmm. childlike is because I didn't have the best childhood and there was a big chunk of my childhood where I could not really be a kid. Right. And I had to really fend for myself and do things, so I really lost those years. And I feel like as an adult, I do some of the things that I do and engage in some of the activities I engage in because it's like me reclaiming those lost years. But I mean, not only that, but I actually thoroughly enjoy, like I love gaming, like I love anime, like I love going to the conventions and stuff like that. Because they're just reminders of things that, one, that I used to do, that I used to love as a kid to help me get Mm -hmm. away from like the bad stuff. But number two, I really love artistic expression. Like, I can't draw and all that good stuff, but I love seeing things like that, knowing that, yo, a group of people sat down and thought of all this shit and made it come to life. Like, people say, oh, games are for kids, blah, blah, blah. Like, some of these games have a campaign and a story with, all original characters, um, the world that you're playing in, all original, original script, like you're playing movies that people sit down, they draw and build all these things and give you an interactive experience. Like the creativity behind that is nuts. And I just marvel at the experience, like not just engaging in the game, but it's just like, yo, A group of people really sat down and thought of all this crazy shit and said, yo, let's do it. We're going to make this a game. And they did it. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy and it's fun. Uh, So yeah, that's why I be into that stuff. But anything else before I get this message to the Black Brothers? Uh,
1: You were talking and it automatically reminded me of the one other thing. I was like, ballet. Man, I wish I would have just stuck with that.
0: You did ballet?
1: I did ballet. Yeah. I did uh, ballet, so I did like three different dance classes in the span of a year. I did ballet, I did jazz and tap dance. I was not coordinated for tap dance. I was just <laughs> like, I am not click clacking yeah. on this floor. <laughs> that was a doozy. Um, I did that and I did jazz, which I absolutely loved jazz, but I loved ballet even more. And I had such high hopes as a kid, like, just continuing on with that. And then I just, like, never did. So that was one of my other things. Because I think it was just, uh, I think, I don't know, it was like I was at a weird stage in my life where you're going through puberty and everything mm-hmm. else. So you kind of just felt awkward. And then you had a little insecurities and everything. So I think that was one of the other things where I was just like, dang, if I could go back, I was like, cheerleading and ballet, I wish I would have just kept with. Because I think that would have done so much more for me in the long run when it came to like socializing, confidence, things like that. For sure.
0: Damn. Interesting. We're gonna dig deeper into that in a future episode. Yes. Brothers. 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 May I highlight you for a minute? Kings, my fellow kings, to go along with the theme of this episode, it's okay to walk away from things in your life, not just things, but even people and situations. Sometimes you realize that something just isn't for you, your heart isn't in it, now is not the right time, or you're just not as committed as you thought you would be or as you should be to carry this thing out. And you know in your heart of hearts when it's time for you to walk away. And it is okay to walk away. Do not uh, do not fall victim to things like guilt trips. Things like these fake motivational speakers. Things like these fake philosophies, philosophies. Oh, never quit. Blah, blah, blah. You're a quitter. And blah, blah, blah. And I see everything through to the end. And people be lying. It sounds good. Mm-hmm. It sounds really good. It does. But it's a lie uh, you, sometimes you just realize this ain't for me. And even people in businesses and industries, like if you look, there are companies, right. That have been established for years. Take any car company. You you notice that the models of the cars change. Sometimes they'll drop a model and they'll be dope and they'll do that model for three or four years. And then next thing you know, that model is gone. They quit making that model. And there was a reason why they quit making that model of car. It's not always just about the profit and loss. So think about that in your life. What are some of the things that you're doing? What are some of the things that are taking your time, effort, and energy? And is it worth your time, effort, and energy? Is this something you want to continue to do? Is this something you should be continuing to do? Have you pulled the lessons from that yet? Because sometimes those lessons you pull can be used to help you in other areas. Like A lot of the stuff that I've done and, no, and I no longer do have helped me tremendously with this podcast because I've touched on so many industries and I have so many experiences that when I pull guests on here, nine times out of 10, I've dabbled in their world before. So we can have the conversation on a different level. I've had a lot of different transactions and interactions with people in different professional and unprofessional environments so I am highly relatable so it helped me in my podcast field never connected it podcasting was one of the last things I started to do that was new yeah shoot podcasting came after DJing and during real estate actually yeah but I'm still here doing this however many years later yeah, on episode 300-something-something-something. Something, something. So I say all that to say sometimes it's okay to walk away, man. It's okay to walk away. And ladies and gentlemen, that's all we got for y'all today. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. I hope you got some nuggets. Um, I hope that you truly take some time to reflect on your journey in life and the things that you've walked away from or the things that you quit doing. And take some time to pull lessons from that what did you learn what did you learn from that experience that you can take with you moving forward to help you do the next thing that's what it's all about don't focus on the fact that oh I quit oh I never shoulda woulda coulda Nah. what did you learn from that experience that's what life is all about what did you learn from this experience how can you use it in the future all right and until next time take care of yourself Oh, I'm sorry Follow FME Podcast on (laughs) FME underscore... What is our Instagram? FME Uh underscore... I'll be down. I'll I'll
2: be down.
0: Follow us. FME underscore. FME underscore podcast on Instagram. FME Podcast one on Twitter, known as X. Uh, FME underscore podcast on Fanbase. From My Experience Podcast on Facebook. We also have the website, fmepodcast.com. I'm going to publish a new blog this week. I got to finish writing it probably Friday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Check us out, man. Interact with us. Make sure to check us out, especially on Fridays. We'll have Find Out Fridays where I pose a question and I want to get feedback from y'all. I want to know about your experiences. Also, don't forget we have a segment called Sharing the Experience. If you need advice... Or you got a crazy story, or you just got a situation, you want our advice, email us, admin at fmepodcast.com or rob at fmepodcast.com. All the links to everything I just told you about, except for the Twitter, which I need to put there, is in the description. I ain't going to put it there because I'm lazy. Uh, no, I'll add it. I'll add it, matter of fact. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, until next time, take care of yourselves physically, mentally, and financially. We'll catch y'all next time. Peace.
1: Bye. We'll